Hello, hello. Welcome into the Pickin' Pod. I'm Kevin Kelly. I'm joined today by Christian Goey across from me. Christian, how are you feeling today? I'm great, man. We've been uh, we've been talking a little bit before this podcast about <laughs> we've basketball. Just been firing away. We figured we should get this on air, yeah. but uh, instead right. of talking for hours off air. But uh, it's great to be here with you guys. Yeah, it's great. Tyler Friere on my right. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How you doing, Kevin? I'm great. I'm excited. And Matt Breen is crushing the boards back there for us. Guys, let's jump right into the Knicks to start. Uh, we're a New York centric podcast, so we should you know start it off in New York. They uh, recently, it's funny how quickly things change because, you know, only like a month ago we were talking about a possible playoff team and then everything crumbles, Fisher gets fired, now you're you're rolling with Kurt Rambis and they're nowhere near the playoff race. Christian, your, uh, your prediction about <laughs> before the season? I mean, I think my prediction was genius. Uh, <laughs> I predicted 38 to 41 wins in July. I mean... I don't, I don't, our with bo- the, our boss Bob Aaron's won't let me hear the end of it because I wouldn't let him hear hear the end of it when they were doing well. They got to twenty two and twenty two. Carmelo had his knee act up. They right. went zero and seven without him. And you clarified at the time that if there weren't any injuries and they're zero and seven without Melo, so that's kind of the difference. If Melo's fully healthy, they win probably three out of those seven games, like at worst, probably right. right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't snowball out of control. They don't fire Fisher and. Who knows where they are right now? Yeah. All I know is when Melo had his knee act up, they didn't do well without him, which really kind of, I feel like all the Melo haters just completely ignore the fact that they're terrible without him. Yeah. And they're terrible with him sort of also, <laughs> but uh, they're they're much worse without him. I think a big part him. of that too is that first game, I can't remember if it was the Rockets, somebody, the first game they played without him this year, they actually played very well. Porzingis right. Porzingis kind of let him. Aaron Aflalo went and off I think that, that Yeah, right. Aaron Aflalo went off, and I yeah. think that's kind of like... You know, kind of warped everybody's image of what the Knicks are without Melo. It's but like, I, you still need Melo. I take that back that they're terrible with him because they were 22 and 22 with him. I mean, this is a guy who hasn't had really a great supporting cast. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, Cha- Chauncey Billups was basically his best uh, sidekick, right. really, when you think about it. And Chauncey yeah. Billups said recently that he felt they could have gone all the way, had Melo stuck in Denver with Chauncey. They went to the Western Conference Finals the, the year before. <laughs> and, uh, and, Matt Breen just uh, tapped in here, and he said, not Raymond Felton? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Raymond Felton, uh, that guy is one of a kind. But uh, <laughs> but I, I just feel like, you know, Melo's really never had a supporting cast. And the year they they did win, a couple years ago, three years ago, um, that was not really a great supporting cast. And look at, look where they went, winning over 50 games with JR as his best best second player. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's it's snowballed out of control for the Knicks. It's an unfortunate thing considering they, they don't have a draft pick because of the worst all-time trade in probably the history of the that, franchise. That one really Bargnani. is going to hurt yeah. them because the worst of those picks, I think, goes to Denver. We talk, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, and that one just ends up they don't have a pick, and it's probably going to be a top-10 pick yeah. at this point in the season is what it looks like. I like the what you just said about the point guards because Melo plays best when he has a lead point guard. Like you said, Chauncey Billups went to the Western Conference Finals. The 50-win season, Jason Kidd, veteran, was the point guard. I think it comes down, when I look at the Knicks team, it really is a point guard-driven uh, offense with the triangle. So without that, and Jose Calderon, who can't play defense, and has been a shell of the player that we expected him to be, that that's where the problem lies for the Knicks. I, I He's believe. really only valuable spotting up. Like there, yeah. there's, nothing, there's not much left from him. But, uh, so we talked yeah. a couple weeks ago about the, the coaching situation, and I, I don't know how much of this can be attributed to the coaching, uh, what, what's been going on with the coaching staff. And Tyler, I want to get your opinion on if you have a guy in mind who you think would be a good fit in in New York. Because we we talked about, I think we settled on Thibodeau uh, back uh, then. Essentially, I would want Thibodeau for for my perspective because he's a defensive minded coach. He's brought the Bulls to 
consecutive Eastern Conference Finals and consecutive playoffs appearances. But when it comes down to Phil Jackson wanting a coach to run the triangle, it's going to have to be someone who knows it and who's willing to run it. And I think Luke Walton is a, is a big name. He's You're going to have to do a lot to get him away from Golden State with the, the level they've been playing. I'm not sure he would want to leave that bench, even as an assistant. Um, yeah, you're still racking up rings either way. <laughs> exactly. So I think Luke Walton would be a great choice for Phil Jackson if um, once the offseason comes around and you have, have to get a coach. And another name we mentioned, Brian Shaw, but I think Luke Walton would be a great fit in this in this system and hopefully get this uh, organization turned around. And he's Phil's guy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can bring somebody like him in. You know, a young guy, because you have Porzingis, you're kind of trying to grow a young core here. Mm-hmm. And Porzingis recently hasn't been playing as well. He got that, con- the uh, I think it's a left leg contusion in Boston. And he, But before that even, he wasn't playing great. And now all the stories are about how he's hit the rookie wall. Would you guys agree with that? Because I'm not necessarily on board. I, I it's it's tough because I think he's still, I mean sometimes your shots off and I think that's more been what it's been about. Well, I I think the Boston game he played very well right out of the gate and uh, you know he had some really nice really nice shots and then he didn't play at the end of the game he didn't right. play he a lot of minutes. That fourth, yeah. yeah, so I don't know where if the injury factored into that if that's is, that's when he sustained it I'm not not quite sure. But I mean injuries is one thing he he didn't play a lot in Spain last year. I mean this is a guy who really rode the bench most of the season. I mean he was developing in Spain and now he's a starter thrusted into this role where he plays basically 30 minutes a night in the NBA. He, he's probably got he's probably very tired. And uh I think that's a reason why maybe you know you don't see him throwing down these putback dunks that we were going crazy over back in November. Yeah. Um I don't think he's really playing Poorly. I just think it's just not what he was doing beforehand, and it's it's not that he's really hit a wall where it's man, oh my god, he's not as great as we thought he was. It's just he's slowing down a little bit due to fatigue and the season wearing on it, wearing on him. And uh, I don't think there's really much to worry about. It's just and you know you got to look at the whole team as as a whole. They're not playing well, so it doesn't reflect well on him. Right. Yeah, he's a young man. He's uh probably adjusting, like you said. He hasn't been used to playing these kind of minutes ever in Spain, and now about five months into the season. It looks like it's um it's wearing on him a bit, and uh, it's just an adjustment period for Kristaps. But if you co- – I can call it a rookie wall, but it's uh that might be a little overdramatic, but it's, it's an adjustment period for him right now. Yeah, I think the games do wear on you. And he – I think it was around 40 games. I remember in the locker room he was talking, and people were asking him if he was really feeling it yet. And at that time you said he was feeling great. He hasn't – it hasn't really been mentioned again since then. But he, you know, seemed to be in great spirits, seemed to still be, you know, playing, going all out. But I think it's around that number we see, especially with college players, because they're coming out. They usually play about 30 games, 40 if you're going to a national championship. But, you know, it's around that number where you start to see the wear and tear. And, you know, maybe that's just what we're seeing right now. And I think that's a big part of it. I mean, you're not getting your legs under your shot. It, it happens. So that's, that's bound to happen. But uh, so the Knicks right now, uh, they're, they're seven games back of that eight spot. Doesn't look realistic whatsoever. <laughs> Porzingis actually mentioned that his only shot at the rookie of the year now, he's kind of fallen out of that race, is to get the Knicks yeah, to the playoffs. Yeah, he doesn't have a chance. Really. So I, I think it's Towns. And, you know, Towns has been playing great. But uh, let's kick it over to the other, other side of uh, New York here and talk about the Brooklyn Nets a little bit. They're on a nine-game road trip right now. They actually haven't played since Saturday, which was that Minnesota game. And in that game, Minnesota shot 68.4% from the field, and Brooklyn still only lost 132 to 118, and that was with Brooke Lopez and Thad Young both sitting. Yeah. They, they gave them both rest because they're in the middle of this brutal uh, road trip. I think it's, it's nine games in 20 days. So there's there's some bright spots here. I, Thomas Robinson in that game, he had 18, 17, and 40 minutes. 
And I think it's good. And Markel Brown had 23 right. on 8 of 16 shooting, which is much more efficient than he's been a lot of the time. I think there are some definite bright spots with these young guys. I know we've been tough on the Nets a lot on this podcast. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's a somewhat brighter future right now. Yeah, um, like you said, there have been um, there have been times when they've played really well, and there's been times when they played really bad. It's just been an inconsistent season for the Brooklyn Nets. After finding their coach, it looks like they've been playing a little better, honestly. Uh, the injury to Jared Jack hurt them a lot because that's a veteran point guard who can um, get those young guys in shape and tell them where to be and when to be there. So losing Jared Jack, I think, kind of hindered their growth as as this season progressed. Um, I just think, like, um, they need to get a point guard. I, I always say, like, point guard's the most important position. Jared Jack is a good veteran, but I think they need to look into free agency and try to get that extra player that Brook Lopez will be happy yeah. to be playing with because who knows if he he would want to leave or opt out. So I'm not sure what his contract's looking like, but they haven't had uh, promising uh, seasons the last couple of years. So I think Brooklyn, they have to do some soul-searching this offseason and um, – I think that's what they'll do. If you had a look, I mean, the two of the big names in this free agency are going to be Rondo and Mike Conley. Is one of those the answer, or do you think it's one of the guys we're not talking about? I love Mike Conley, and honestly, for the Knicks, I would love him as in the triangle, but if Mike Conley could find a way to get to Brooklyn, then you have a serious playoff contender with Brooke Lopez, Thaddeus Young, and Mike Conley. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think that Mike Conley would be a perfect fit for Brooklyn. But who knows? I mean, that's a tough call. He I, might he might want to go somewhere else. I think the good thing for Brooklyn is that they got a good GM now. I mean, Well, Sean it's Marks. very interesting. I was just going to mention that, that they've they've really kind of restructured that front office. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, it's too soon to tell, obviously, but we've heard good things about him and his you know time in San Antonio. I think a guy we've heard, I've heard, I saw that the Nets were reported to be interested in, at least at the deadline or something like that, uh, was Brandon Jennings, who mm-hmm. was traded to Orlando. He will be a free agent at the end of the season. I think it's going to be tough for them to get a guy like Conley or Rondo. I really do. I mean, yeah. this is a team that really doesn't have much to offer. Um, right. I, we've we've heard, you know, Thaddeus Young and Brooke Lopez are going to try to recruit yeah, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, I've heard it's been coming out a little bit more. They want to recruit DeMar DeRozan. And they're talking to other players, too, apparently. They're trying to recruit. I don't know why in the world a guy would want to go team up with DeMar DeRozan. I mean, with uh, Brooke Lopez and Thaddeus Young <laughs> over, like, some of these other teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that, Or even just stay in Toronto, not, because yeah. that's an intriguing situation. Why would you yeah. leave? But, yeah. I mean, I guess the New York market is still very appealing. The why not? It's the brutal. best city in yeah. the world. Um, but... You know, I think the Nets are going to get somebody. I don't think they're going to strike out completely. I just don't know if it's going to be Rondo or Conley. And I think that's going to be a heck of a of a deal if they can get one of those two guys. I, and plus, Lionel Hollins is no longer there, and that was the Conley connection. That, right, that was the draw for Conley. And I, I don't know, I don't see it necessarily happening. But he's, I think he said recently that he would have to consider any offer because yeah. New York's just a, you know, it's a unique situation. We've heard Dwight Howard... Mm-hmm. Today which, that was right before we came on. Uh, came on, yeah. Score uh, Mobile to record a couple minutes before we got on air. They uh, they put the report out that he's interested. Friends and family have told uh, the media that Dwight is interested in coming to New York, yeah. either with the Knicks or Brooklyn. But but uh, didn't we hear cool. a few years ago that he was interested in coming to Brooklyn via trade? Yeah. Yeah. So when Darren Williams is, was still would around. he be yeah. interested? But obviously they have Brook Lopez. Yeah. But. I don't know. Would that be something maybe they would want to maneuver? I, I have no idea. I don't think Brooklyn would want to, but, I mean, if they did and they were willing to offer the most money, I feel like yeah. that would probably be how it goes. Because, I mean, this is probably his last big contract. You know, he's entering the you know the twilight of his career. Not quite yet, maybe, but, you know, he's getting there. Yeah. So this will be the last big one. So he's probably going to want to get a good chunk of money. And, if I mean, the Nets, 
they're not that far away from at least contending for a playoff spot. I right. Think they've had some tough breaks. I think I think their problem lies with that that terrible trade they did where they're giving their pick to to Boston this year because yeah, right now they're they're in the top 5 um area in the lottery and that pick is going right to Boston. So that just gives that's uh Hey, it's tough because you got to rebuild, and that's how top five pick is cru- is crucial. They went for it all. They wanted KG. They wanted Pierce. They wanted uh, Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Brooke Lopez starting five. Yep. Obviously didn't work out. Um, four of those guys I are mean, gone. Yeah, Pierce was still good at that point, and Garnett. It was just clear he had lost like that that step yeah. you need. And I on think paper, that was it was difference. a great roster. It was like the Lakers a couple years ago <laughs> right. with yeah. Nash and, and and Howard and Kobe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's just. I don't think they realize that these guys are just not what they used to be. And uh, it really backfired on the Nets. But luckily for them, it looks like they have a GM who's level-headed and will make a good calculated decision. Mm-hmm. It's going to be largely dependent on who they get as a coach. Yeah. And I don't know how enticing it is to want to go to Brooklyn, who doesn't really have much draft. Tra- I don't think they have a draft pick till 2019 or 2018. They don't control their own yeah, until 19. Yeah. 2019. So, yeah. I mean, it's a very limited situation. But it's still New York. Yeah, right. Well, they play Toronto. We're taping this around 5 o'clock. They play Toronto tonight at Toronto, and then they play Philly on Friday uh, to finish out this uh, this nine-game road trip. And I think they split those with possible. But what I'm interested in is as the season you know goes along, are we going to see more of Brooke Lopez and Thad Young sitting just to avoid injury? Because I think when you're not really playing for anything this year, you, you want to look ahead. So maybe they end up only playing like you know three-quarters of the games left. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, they don't have a draft pick, so maybe they just want to – it's like the Knicks, you know, the Knicks don't have a draft pick and neither do the Nets, and they kind of just want to build that winning approach, as they like to say, where where you build the right mentality. I'm not sure if they'll just start letting letting Brooke and, and Thaddeus, you know, get rest and lose games, but they don't have a draft pick. It's not like they if they lose, they get something out of it. They don't have anything to lose, really. I right. mean, might as well just let these guys play and, and see how you can build a team, but then again, they don't have a coach either, so... Yeah, it's, it's a very it's, it's tough for Tony Brown too because like he's made them at least a watchable team recently. They've been playing you know yeah. some inspired ball, but it's kind of just assumed that he's going to be gone after this year. And I feel like that's one of the toughest situations to be in as a coach. And Rambis, at least there's like a chance maybe he'll still be around if he you know he does a good job with uh, the. They Knicks. better win like <laughs> they'd have to win a lot of the games. next like eighteen games. Right, but yeah, like it's just a it's a weird spot to be in. I don't know, I you know, I I don't envy that spot, but. uh Let's keep it in the East, and let's talk about a team that is in contention, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James comes out and says that he doesn't think they're ready for the playoffs. Currently, they're two and a half games ahead of Toronto. And there's, for multiple, like, I think it's been two or three weeks now, we've heard there's been some unrest in Cleveland. And I really don't know how much of this we can rely on and how much we can believe. But I I don't know. What do you guys think? LeBron has actually uh, been on Twitter recently and has been – Kind of insinuating a couple of things about his teammates, about how, and then claiming afterwards that it wasn't about teammates. But it was, right? it was clearly, <laughs> clearly. If you read the tweet, I don't, my phone's charging back there. But if you read the tweet, it was pretty clear that he was calling out either Kyrie or Kevin Love or the, the, st- the other stars on their team because he's not happy with this recent stretch. I think they lost like uh, three or four or something like that. They they've been struggling yeah. recently. And uh, LeBron's not going to have that for him. You already know it's a championship or bust. So to have him not happy going into the playoffs, it's it's a little eye-opening to say the least. But like you said, they still um, they sit number one in the East. Uh, Toronto's two games behind. I think they'll turn it around once April comes. But right now they're uh, they're hitting a rough patch. Yeah, Matt just said to me that they had 25 turnovers the other night, and that's the kind of basketball that really starts getting, especially your superstars, 
really upset when you're giving up possessions like that. That's just that's not good. It's not a good year for LeBron. I mean, you look at no. it, he's lost his star power to Steph Curry. He's making <laughs> crazy videos where he's just screaming <laughs> yeah. in, in his phone. I was going to mention that, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, the guy is, <laughs> is, is losing it. I think, we're, I think we're witnessing LeBron lose his mind. But, <laughs> but I, you know, obviously, I don't think they're going to have a problem getting to the finals. I don't. I mean, Toronto, I still don't – I just don't take Toronto seriously. Really? I really don't. Okay, good. Really? I, I just talk, don't take them I seriously. I want to talk about them, too, because the, the odds to win the Eastern Conference right now, it's 1-3 to three for the Cavs yeah. and 6-1 to one for the Raps. LeBron the is a different animal in the playoffs. He, he will not let Toronto but beat him. Let's just say <laughs> – I, I said this last week, too, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but say that Toronto is able to get ahead of Cleveland in the regular season and they end up playing in, that, in the conference finals and Game 7 is in Toronto. Toronto's able to push it through seven games, and then you play yeah, with that I mean, home crowd. Yeah, in that scenario, sure, but I, I just don't think LeBron's going to even let it get that far. Look, Kyrie's going to is healthy, right? Uh, Kevin Love is playing okay, and Jr. is is the guy we all knew he was, and he's not. Yeah. He's a very overpaid, uh, below average player. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a very streaky mm-hmm. player. Um, I was I thought that was one of the great moves that Phil Jackson's made is trimming the fat and getting rid of Shumpert and JR. That was a great yeah. move. And the only yeah. reason why they were looked at as good players last year is because they have LeBron. I right. mean, they were not good last year on the on the Cavs. They were only just getting fed beautiful passes I mean, you, from LeBron. The finals LeBron were just, open. like, if you're a Cleveland fan and you're watching the finals, the finals, I cannot imagine trying to root for JR. Like, he, he made was so many mistakes. He takes bad shots, too. It's just, He's, it's not the right way to play. He is the least right. trustworthy player, in my opinion, that, that you could have. Yeah. yeah. Because... He he turns the switch on and he's great. It's all the talent in the world. It seems like, and then it's and then it's the next series. He's nowhere to be found. He's non-existent. I think LeBron's starting to get a little frustrated that his teammates are not really the guys he thought they were. Kyrie, I don't know what the deal is with him. He's played well, but for whatever reason, it doesn't seem like the Kyrie-LeBron connection has ever been great. It doesn't yeah. seem like they've ever. Obviously, it's never going to be Wade LeBron. Wade and LeBron are like a combo we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. But look, Kyrie LeBron, they don't seem to really match. I feel like a lot of it is because they haven't been able to play together for extended stretches. They just That's can never true. get any rhythm. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie is always getting hurt, and I feel mm-hmm. bad for him because it's always at the worst times too. Yeah, I think it's um what's uh bothering Kyrie a little is he's used to having the ball in his hand more than um more like for example without LeBron when uh, they had the twenty win season. He had the ball in his hands probably at, every time he was on the court running that offense. So now LeBron is the guy to take it up, and he has to play off the ball, and and he doesn't seem too comfortable in that role. And that's why you can see this little back and forth between the teammates. It's uh, it's their identity they're struggling with, and that's something you need to gain going into the playoffs. And, yeah, that's what they're going to have to do because Kyrie and LeBron, they're two excellent players, and Kevin Love, like the trio they have. Of course, they got to the finals last year with an injured Kevin Love and Kyrie. So with them intact, I think it would be probably they'll be in the NBA Finals. In my opinion, that's yeah. I don't think anyone in the East can I beat them. I think they'll be there too. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think we should at least give Toronto a little credit, but I I don't think that Toronto's yeah. going to beat. Yeah, them I like Toronto. Means. They got two uh, All Star um, point guard and shooting guard in um, <clears throat> Demar Rose and Kyle Lowry, but it's their bigs that I think is going to be a problem if they go against uh, the Cavs in the playoffs. Valanciunas is is a good um, piece, but I just think like LeBron's a different animal in the playoffs. Yeah. And um I just don't see anyone taking him down once April May comes around. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. So on that note, so the Cavs uh, as I was saying, so they're they're 1 to 3 to win the Eastern Conference, but they're 7 to 2 to win the finals. And so the teams ahead of them are Golden State at 4 to 5 and San Antonio at 16 to 5. 
if do you think the Cavs can be either of those teams? Because I don't personally. I think I think San Antonio and Golden State. I don't think it would be even a seven game series. I have I I really. It's tough to Cavs say this played far well out. at a, at a certain point in that series. They were they, they had the upper hand on Golden. They, State. It, it they were up to like, one, right? They were kind yeah. of yeah, up to one. Looked, they were kind of celebrating a little bit. I remember uh, LeBron was on the the broadcast afterwards with Dwayne Wade. He was there yeah. doing coverage, yeah. and it seemed like they were already kind of like getting to that point where they were going to win. But then the momentum just totally shifted. They haven't played well against Golden State this no. regular season. But like I said. Playoffs is, is a whole different story. Yeah. I mean, and you're, yeah. you never know. You might get one of those games where Golden State goes four for 30 like yeah. they did against the Lakers the yeah, other Yeah, they night. look bad. They missing, when they miss those shots, it's going to be tough for them to win. Yeah. I, I You know, I don't. I, I really don't know. It's it's really too soon to tell, even though there's really not much left in the regular season. It's still too soon to tell because you just got to see what the Cavs look like in the playoffs to me before you can start saying if they have a chance against Golden State or San Antonio. Yeah. You think OKC actually mat- matches up the best against Golden State more so than San Antonio. They they played the best against Golden State. They have, yeah. And uh they really should have won that game when Steph Curry hit that crazy that shot. Was, that was insane. amazing. Yeah. OKC had the lead. They right. had uh, they had double digit lead in the second half. So uh I don't see anybody getting past Golden State. Charles Barkley I think said today that he doesn't yeah, think they're going to win. I seen that. Yeah. I I totally dis- disagree. Not yeah, the first I, time I disagree with Charles Barkley, but I like Charles <laughs> yeah. Barkley. He's a funny guy. <laughs> so you're right. I I feel like if you have to bet your life on it, you're totally betting on Golden State. Like there's it's not even a question. See, I like I like San Antonio because really? I think Kawhi Leonard has been on a different level this year. He probably plays both sides of the ball better than any superstar in this league. I mean, I could just na- name a couple like LeBron. I just don't see anyone who could play defense like this man. He's been probably the quintessential leader of this team now, even though he's a soft-spoken leader. With Tim Duncan age and Tony Parker age, and they just got Lamarcus Aldridge. I think Kawhi Leonard is quietly having a an MVP season. Yeah. And going against the going against Golden State in the playoffs, I cannot count out Greg Popovich, eighteen straight fifty win seasons, five championships. I just I can't turn my back to that. So, like you said, playoffs are a different animal, and I think I think the Spurs will match up better against the Cavs. If uh, going back to your question, mm-hmm. just because Kawhi Leonard could. I think he can match LeBron, and that's tough to do in this league. So, yeah, to answer your question, I think Spurs would be a better matchup. You know what yeah. I think is becoming more realistic with, with each game? LeBron may never win a championship in Cleveland. I was, yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. I mean, it's very if, possible. If Kevin Durant, which is everybody you know, speculating that he could go to Golden State, Golden State will never lose. <laughs> that would be a- I can't imagine him losing in the finals. Yeah. Uh, LeBron, I don't know, and I don't know if this is in the works, Dwayne Wade, I think, has a one-year deal with Miami. If I'm LeBron, I get Dwayne Wade to come to Cleveland. Um, if they could find a way to get Dwayne Wade in, in Cleveland, I think that oh, would I don't definitely know. improve I disagree. their would, I don't think he's ever leaving Miami. That would be the only problem. I think he's a, a Miami for They're life. best friends. But, yeah. if, if he says, look, Dwayne, right before you retire, give me one one championship in Cleveland, <laughs> I think that would be a beautiful thing for, for LeBron. But I, I don't see him ever winning a, a championship in Cleveland right now. I have to disagree on the Dwayne Wade point because I think he always, like every year he has these flashes of brilliance, but like for the long stretch, I just don't think he has it in him anymore. Okay. I, I feel like he's Fair breaking enough. down. And I don't know if that would be the best move for them. You think he's think, a little bit more more reliable than J.R. Smith, though? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No I, would, doubt. I think that's an upgrade. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. But, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But he's going to want big money still. And, and Joe Johnson not going there was a surprise. I thought I, know. I thought Miami. Joe was going to be in Cleveland. I didn't even think about it. But then when I seen he was in Miami, I was like, Miami's I was surprised. Very well. And they're yeah. playing nicely right now, even yeah. without Bosch. 
which is you know just a brutal situation for them uh, and and for him. Hopefully he gets better and he can play again quickly. I got that tweet up that LeBron said. Oh, it's, okay. It's this simple. You can't accomplish the dream if everyone isn't dreaming the same thing every day. Nightmares follow. <laughs> I mean, if that's not directed at your teammates, then <laughs> this is like when he was when he tweeted that fit in fit out thing last year about mm-hmm. Kevin Love, and then he got, again he tries to claim he went back and forth on whether he meant it about his teammates on that time. But yeah. he's, like if you try to claim that that's not about your team, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's I just think LeBron's such, such a tryhard to be like the, the the leader of the team. He just wants full control, yeah. and he doesn't let guys do their job. He doesn't let guys in the front office do their job. Obviously, there's. He's denied, obviously, he had anything to do with the firing of Blatt, but we've heard that he did. <laughs> and, I mean, it's you got to be out of your mind to think the guy had nothing to do with that yeah. firing. And yeah. I just feel like LeBron's got to let the guy do his job. He didn't, you know, in Miami, Pat Riley, <laughs> Pat Riley put together that team, and look what mm-hmm. happened. And, yeah. you know, Pat Riley got him to that. And it took time, so I don't want to totally rule out Cleveland. I don't think they'll win either because I think the West is just going to continue to be dominant. Yeah. But it is a beautiful thing to have your path through the East be a lot easier. Oh, like yeah. We're talking about Toronto as basically their only threat. You know, Boston, even if, if they play Boston, maybe Boston takes, you know, one or two games. But yeah. Toronto's the only one that you might think could push them to Boston seven. I can't see Boston beating them. No, I don't think Boston beats them. But what about Miami? I mean, you, you just mentioned Chris Bosh. If, if Chris Bosh is healthy, then I think that would, that would work out. Does anyone out. know like the, the word on that? Is that the same issue well, that he had last year? It's, it's, it hasn't gotten to his lung yet, I think. I think he still has the blood clot in his leg. I'm not totally certain on is this. Is it so season ending? Uh, it looks like he won't be back, but I don't think. That's tough, It's, it's terrible. And, I mean, there are questions whether he'll be able to play again. And it's just devastating. He's a guy I love to watch. They, but have yeah, like they Bosch. played like better without him? I mean, that's they've no been solid. This is the Bosch, but they've been playing very well without Chris Bosch. I think part yeah. of it is the spark you get from Joe Johnson, who's, who's been nice. But yeah, and, and White Whiteside's playing Whiteside's very playing well, well off the bench. And yeah, I, mean, like I like that blocks, team yeah. overall. I think they got an absolute steal with Justice Winslow yeah. by him dropping that far. And I think he's going to come along great in the next couple of years. But yeah, they are a solid I never team. Doubt Phil- so you Pat think Riley. they have a better chance against Cleveland than Boston oh, would? No, I, I, no, not necessarily. I. I you know, both teams are mediocre, in my opinion, compared to to the to the Cavs. I, I don't see anybody beating the Cavs. Who who can beat the Cavs? Toronto? I don't see Toronto beating the Cavs. Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan's a great combo, but LeBron would 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 honestly crush them in in, in a series of seven games. And I can't see him losing to to any team in the East. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bulls. No, I don't see the Bulls beating them. Although the Bulls did go into Cleveland earlier this season, earlier in the winter in January, and they beat Cleveland in Cleveland. That was, I think, Tyron Lewis' first game. Yeah, it's interesting you said the Bulls. We haven't mentioned them as the East contenders, but I'm pretty sure they're right there in the top four. And they the face East. each other in the first round. Yeah, they actually, they dropped, but the 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 top four and like the lower four is like not that big of separation. Plus they so they're, they're in eight, the eighth spot they're right like now. They're like bouncing back and forth. They're bouncing back and okay. forth. Yeah. But, but that's they're close. They're only Jimmy three Butler. games out of the five. Yeah, Jimmy Butler was out for a couple of weeks, no? Or he had I think yeah. a few weeks. Yeah, that's, yep. his knee. I don't think the record is indicative of how good they can be. No, I agree. I, absolutely. And Matt, something Matt just told me about Chris Bosh is that he is working out with the coaching staff, and he said he tweeted he's feeling good. Um, so that's that's great news. But yeah. there are only – let's see, Miami has played 63 games, so they only have 19 left. I mean, I don't know if he'll come back. I hope he does because I really want to see him back. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, so continuing along that uh, the Golden State and San Antonio thing, just a little bit. I think they still have three games to play each other, and I think those games will be you know really good ones to watch. But as the season wears on and it's clear San Antonio is locked into the two spot, you have to wonder if those games even matter that much for Pop anymore. 
and you just mentioned I don't I'm not sure if they're locked in at that two spot because they're if you look at it how far behind are they going to Golden State like two and a half? They're uh they're um let's see they're three and a half back at Golden State they're ten up on Oklahoma City the I was way, more referring to Oklahoma City. Being oh yeah ahead. yeah the way the way um Golden State has been playing it's gonna be hard for San Antonio to jump up. But uh yeah Golden State has been on another level this year it's been it's been amazing to watch Steph Curry has been. I think you can make an argument he's probably up for most improved player, too. He's a seven-and-a-half-point <laughs> yeah. seven jump in points, yeah. shooting like almost 50% from three, 50% from field goal range. And This guy's just on another level, and he's back-to-back MVPs for sure. They yeah. move the ball so well. I oh, mean, it's beautiful. I, Even when I, they're missing shots, it's fun to watch yeah, because yeah. it's just beautiful basketball. I yeah. mean, San Antonio was like that just a couple years ago. Right. When they beat and they the still do it. I mean, they pass yeah. more than anybody, basically, but – but it, yeah, it's, I it's think a different level because of the Golden State plays perfect basketball at times. You yeah. can't play more perfectly than they right. do. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm. see Golden State losing. I just don't. And they've cleaned up the turnovers a little bit, too, because that was a bit of a problem. Sometimes they still have some really silly turnovers. But yeah. even when you're when you're scoring that much and you're playing at that pace, like you can afford to have a few of those. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, and I take that back about I think OKC, although they match up better, I think really well against Golden State because they played well against them in a, in a series of seven games. Yeah, I guess San Antonio would probably be the best uh, bet to take. Yeah, I'm gonna throw State. I'm gonna throw this team out there, and I think Kevin sees this coming. It's the Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say the Utah Jazz. <laughs> oh my God, I don't you even know. want. It's been devastating recently. For <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but um, yeah, this this might be a little biased because the Clippers. I usually ride with the Clippers. Chris Paul is my guy. That's my favorite player in the league since he came in. And the way he's been playing since Blake has been out, I think his numbers are somewhere around 22 and 12 in the 30 games since Blake has been out. And their record has been stellar as well. And a lot of people are calling for Blake Griffin's trade or get rid of him. And I'm just, I'm one of those guys that that's way too early to be saying that because if the Clippers have any chance at getting to the finals, it's going to be with when Blake, uh, when Blake Griffin comes back and to see the way that Chris Paul can now be assertive and not take a step back to Blake that because right. like when usually when Blake is in the game Chris is more de- like will defer to him but since he's been the man and been the focal like the the scoring they've like been most of the scoring recently they've been winning games and I think they can have a serious shot to be Golden State if, in a seven game series and if you look back the last team Golden State lost to in the playoffs was the first round 2014 against the Clippers so I don't know I just think that would be a good team to the uh, the good team to like match up with Golden State Warriors for sure. Yeah, that that would be interesting. And I I think with Blake coming back, one of the things you got to be careful about is you want JJ Redick to still be getting the opportunities he's getting because he is just draining shots yeah. and he's been great. He's been like I think a, a lot of it is that it's kind of opened up more for them now. But I think he's been a huge part of that. I uh, love the Jeff Green addition as well. I, think yeah. Jeff I can't Green's believe they the managed to swing that trade. Yeah. It worked out great for them. Yeah, got well, they got they rid gave of up someone. a first round draft pick and Lance. Too. Gave, yeah, yeah, Lance, Lance and a first round draft pick or yeah. second round draft pick. No, it's a first, first but I think it's yeah. protected. But it's it's also like. A, a late first round right. pick. It's not like they're giving up a lottery pick. Yeah. It's the Clippers we're talking about. It's amazing that we forget about the Clippers. Yeah, because they're only a game and a half back at Oklahoma City for the three spot right now. Which... I think I think we can make uh, Clippers can make some noise, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they beat San Antonio or Golden State in a seven game series, and that's just with Chris Paul behind. But b- Chris Paul's got to be healthy and dominate the series. Yeah. Like, like last year, we saw that and when win that series. Spurs. He's got to yeah. just take take the take charge. Yeah. They need him to be the Steph Curry. They need him to be the guy. Forget about getting. I mean, obviously, you need to get other guys involved, but they need a guy to take over. 
And, and I think they've lacked that. I mean, you see, like, guys take over games, and that's why they win. And I think Chris Paul is starting to realize that, yeah, Blake Griffin is young, and he's the rising star that he is, but if they want to get to the finals, Chris Paul has to put that team on his back exactly. and say, hey, I'm going to take us to the promised land. Follow me. Yeah. And if he doesn't do that, then I don't see them being Golden State. But the way he's been playing without Blake, I think he I don't can know do that. that. He, I don't know that he can do it at this point, though. And, like, for the, he's been doing yeah. it for a long – like. He's carrying them too. Like, look, it's a tough road, if and you, they, if have a, they have a they have a lot of yeah. But I mean, they beat San Antonio last year. We saw that. That was an incredible series. Went down to the you know last couple possessions. Of this game but seven. San Antonio's re- retooled. They have. You're right. I mean, yeah. Aldridge and, and Kawhi's and David West. And David West. Is, oh my, that guy. I love David West. I want to give him a shout out real quick yeah. because there is like there are a few guys I enjoy watching more than him because he basically every shot he takes from the mid range is, is money is money it's just in yeah. and like he single handedly keeps teams like when he was in Indiana they had a couple tough series and he kept them in it every time he's a leader he's, he's a, such he's a leader great and he was room. he's a guy who never really gets any of the credit either that's like under the radar pickup by the Spurs in the yeah. offseason no one really talked about it but that's a veteran coming off your bench who's an all star did they get Ty Lawson or no Ty Lawson signed with the Pacers, Pacers. he signed with the Pacers yeah somebody signed with the Spurs. I can't remember who it was. Somebody signed with the Spurs. Within the past week, or was it a little... Yeah, it was like a guy got waved, and he was a decent name. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I'm fogging on who... Because I, I think I know what you're talking about. I can't remember right now. But either way, yeah. I mean, they're loaded. Oh, absolutely. Spurs are loaded. And, yeah. uh, look, I mean, LeBron does, does not want to face Kawhi. LeBron no. does not want to face... Ka- Kawhi will, has the best potential of shutting LeBron down. Yeah, I they agree. Not, Although Golden State plays great defense. So what they did is they signed, Matt's telling me, they signed uh, Andre Miller and they waved oh, Ray McCollum. Oh, that's Collin. the guy. That's, that's so another veteran. Just he's another veteran. It's funny because, like, you think of him. Recently he's been going to teams. He was in Washington. He's there to mentor guys like John Wall, Bradley Beal. Then he was in Minnesota with a couple of his other, other veterans mentoring those young guys. But now he's with a bunch of other veterans and he has a chance, you know, maybe to get a ring. Yeah. I I love Andre Miller. He's like a great presence to have in your locker room. Andre Miller has been in the league for like oh my forever. god, the professor. He's been around <laughs> forever. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I I agree with Tyler. I mean, the Clippers obviously can make a run. They have all the talent to do it. But the problem is they're just in the wrong conference. Yeah. I mean, if they're in the East, they have a much well, better. Well, that's chance. an interesting conversation. So if they're in the East, is it, are we talking about like the Cavs don't have a really clear road at all? Because I think that's a series. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They've if, had some interesting games. I don't this see year. why not. Yeah. yeah, hypothetically, if they were in the East, I I can't put Cavs in the in the finals like with a guarantee. Give, no, yeah. not at all. Right. But even now, even in the Western Conference, I I'm gonna go with my guy Chris Paul, and I, and I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people this this April. And what do you think their ceiling is? Do you think they get to? Do you think they could push it to the conference finals again? Well, I've, actually, no, they didn't make it. They got to the semifinals. Are you saying upset Golden State? Or you, what are you saying? The well, way the way the playoff format is, we would play Golden State in the second round because right. yeah. we're the four seed and. We'd, right. be, we'd be playing Memphis. I think we'll be Memphis and then going on against Golden State. I think we can beat them in the second round, and we'll. I think we'll shock the world. And now I'm happy we have this on tape, so in yeah, April, yeah. May comes around, I can maybe look like a genius. But Otherwise, we can destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of it. Uh, but, yeah. That's so a bold prediction. I like, you, I like them. Man. As a Clippers fan, would you prefer to play San Antonio or Golden State in that, Honestly, in that first, the right, second round? Right now, I would want rather play San Antonio in the second round just because it's like, it's early. It's only a game and a half out of Oklahoma City, so that could happen. I think we can jump up to the three and hopefully go against San Antonio so we can have that amazing matchup, hopefully in the Western Conference Finals against Golden State. Because I think the age of Golden of uh, San Antonio will catch up to them. Like Kawhi Leonard is a superstar. They rest their guys though. They're they, so smart with yeah, that. Yeah, they do. I just, I just, I've got to go with the Clippers. And any series that we're that they go against, I think 
they have a chance to win. So put anybody in front of them, I think they're, I think they're gonna make a run. That's so fair. Yeah. I don't want to put you on the hot on the hot. Go seat, ahead, no, go but ahead. But who's your pick to win it all then? Um, I'll give you my, <laughs> I'll give you my prediction. I got Clippers, Cavs, Clippers in seven. Oh, okay. In wow. Los Angeles, right. I like that though. I like that. I, I mean, do. I like bold. I like that's yeah. we. You know, normally I would you would get see that. that though. That would, would be that would like, be really interesting. Yeah. And to beat the Golden State Warriors in this historic season that they're having, and say if they win the championship, that that will never be forgotten. That Chris Paul will be the man forever. It would be it would be amazing. Yeah. But, so if you're, I mean, so that's your is that your bet? Like if you're betting your life, or is that just like what you think is going to happen? I'm going with my. That's more like my heart. Your heart. Speaking. Okay, that's and, fair. Um, it kind of, it's honestly my head too, because like you said, Clippers are a really good team, and the addition of Jeff Green. And when hopefully Blake Griffin gets back into shape or game well, if shape. he comes back, well, I mean, I feel like at that point it'll be kind of rough. It'll be trying to get into a rhythm again. And I feel like it'll be the wrong time. I'm, I think Blake is at the point where he sat on the bench. He hasn't been playing since Christmas Day, and he's at the point where he's looking at all the success the Clippers are having, all the things the media are saying. Oh, they're better without Blake. I think he's the type of player that's going to come back and take that as like a chip on his shoulder and say, "Hey." I'm a superstar. I was top three in MVP voting when KD won it in two years mm-hmm. ago, and I think he's gonna be that. He's gonna be a f- crucial part for the Clippers team if they want to make it to uh, the finals. And I think he's gonna step up. That's where. That's why I think they'll be where in the NBA Finals against the Cavs just because of Blake Griffin and the way he'll come back. Another thing is they got Doc Rivers. I love Doc Rivers. I, have, I didn't mm-hmm. even mention it. He's a great coach, and he's won a championship with yeah. the in 2008. Exactly. So, you know if. It, I wouldn't. I wouldn't totally a, rule it out. Yeah, but I. I mean, and they have a great rivalry with Golden State. I mean, they, they do. They that play well against each ones. other. Yeah. Right. So maybe second round, fully healthy, Doc Rivers leading the show, and and Chris Paul, if he puts the team on his back, shock the world. Why not? We'll shock why the world. Not? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Golden State. They lost L.A. I'm not. I don't want to say. Look, Golden State's you know getting worse. That's I hate when people overreact a mm-hmm. loss like that. But look, Golden State they've shown they're not perfect. They can lose. They're beatable. And if they're not making the shots, it's going to be tough for them in the playoff series. I mean, they're not. Yeah, they're probably the best shooting team of all time. But you, those shots can't go in all the time. I mean, they're just they're on another level. This I just year. don't know. I feel like you can have one, maybe two of those games with those type of shooters because like four yeah. for thirty that requires Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and I mean ev- like everybody on their team can shoot. So. It requires all yeah. those guys to have bad nights. It's tough because it's a best it. of seven. Right. I mean, that's yeah. to beat Golden State in a best of seven. Yeah. So one one game here and there is one thing. Yeah. But to actually take a series against Golden State, that's tough. Very tough. That's really tough. It's, it's, that's why I think Golden State wins the championship. But hey, I, I appreciate that, Tyler. I think going out on a limb like that that takes guts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, for sure. I, I think it, it's going to be an amazing playoffs, and don't be surprised. Don't yeah. be surprised. Hey, you know, if I can get away with my prediction with the Knicks, you can get <laughs> yeah. away with us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although I think my prediction was spot and we'll, on. We'll revisit it. it was spot on. <laughs> and honestly, I would have agreed with you back then because I thought the Knicks could have made the eighth spot. I mean, I, I think everybody's agreed with me except for our boss, Bob Aaron, <laughs> who yeah. I just think is just is just a Knicks hater. He's a Knicks hater. Yeah. No, nah, I'm kidding. Bob's, <laughs> Bob's a Knicks fan. But, you know, he just he's just um, he's unwilling to admit that I was right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I want to toss out kind of a new thing here. I want to, from now on, since we're taping this on a Tuesday, I want to go through the games from Wednesday to Sunday. I picked a game from each night. I want you guys to tell me which which game is going to be the one you're really looking okay. at. Okay. Right. So for Wednesday, we have uh, Clippers at Thunder. Thursday, Bulls at Spurs. Friday, Blazers at Warriors. Saturday, Thunder at Spurs. And Sunday, Cavs at Clippers. 
if you want me to repeat any of Thunder them, at Spurs, you said on Saturday? Thunder at, Spur- Thunder at Spurs, yeah, that's Saturday. What was the one after Clippers Thunder, you said? Uh, after Clippers Thunder's Bull Spurs. The Thursday night's kind of a week night this week. That was the best one I could come up with. All right. But yeah, so I wish there was a Golden State Spurs game in that. I think, yeah, that, I think I know. that's two weeks from now on Sunday. Right, and yeah. then there'll be a couple of those. Which I'll would go be great. Thunder Thunder Spurs. I think that's an interesting. Uh, I like that Saturday. Kind of I think Thunder it's on ABC. Kind of take yeah. the two seed. Like, can they show that they're really a two seed kind of team mm-hmm. that can really challenge Golden State? Uh, yeah, I'll go Thunder Spurs. That's a that's an interesting game because. Uh, like I said, I think I think OKC's played very well against Golden State. Uh, yeah, they really should have two wins in my opinion, or right. at least yeah. one. The, th- the thing with the Thunder though is, I think Kawhi Leonard. He's one of the if if you're the Thunder, he's like the guy you don't want to face because yeah, you can put you, in whoever's whoever's really that. playing well between Westbrook and Durant. You just plop Kawhi Leonard onto <laughs> him, and you know it's a bit it's a big change. I mean, they're still gonna you know. Play he's bear, the, play he's pretty well. player of the year, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I think so. I, think I don't so. think he's getting enough credit for MVP's discussion. I mean, he, they're yeah. two, three and a half games behind. But you got to give it to Steph. That's the thing. It's just Steph has been taking over this league, so no one's talking about it. But he's he's got to be a runner up in my eyes. But Steph's yeah. shooting like forty five percent from three. <laughs> he's averaging thirty a game. He's got six assists a game, five boards a game, two steals a game. How would Steph not win MVP? I yeah. understand what Tyler's saying. Like yeah, Kawhi's no, played amazing. Yeah, if you had to pick a number two, it's definitely Kawhi. You can't, but yeah. you can't not give it to Steph. To, to go back to your to go back to your question, yeah. my the finals prediction I have uh, Clippers Cavs. So, so that game, I'm, so the I'm looking Sunday forward game. To. All right, so you're going, yeah, that should be good. I'm looking forward to that, that one is too. Interesting, actually. Yeah, I think they played earlier this year, and I don't think it, it was. I think the Cavs won by a good bit. Yeah. But, I mean, hey. it should be a fun one either way. It's any. I don't think the Cavs are are unbeatable. No. Yeah, I, I don't either. And so, just to be different here, I'm going to go with the Blazers-Warriors because the last time they played, it was so much fun, and yeah. Damian Lillard went off for 50-plus, and it was that game after the All-Star the All-Star snub. And I, that's, I just that's think... Ang- that, that makes me angry. How has that guy not been on the All-Star? Preposterous. Team? And I think it made him angry, and that's why he dropped 50 in the first game back from the All-Star yeah. break and beating the Warriors. Two straight years of being snubbed from the All-Star. Right. That, yeah. is, a, that is criminal. He's it averaging 25-8 and eight this year or something like that. Yeah. Although, um, where would they have put him? Who would have who whose spot would he well, have taken? Well, the problem Kobe's the biggest problem, but you obviously have to have Kobe in there. But why? Why do you have to have Kobe in there? Like farewell, I, it's you a know, farewell tour. Yeah, but the farewell tour is every other game. Like the yeah. All Star game. So what? He doesn't make the All Star game. Like it doesn't matter. I don't know. Since it's the they've like since they've made it a fan thing instead of because originally for a while we it were, is a fan thing. It is yeah. more of a fan thing now. For a while we were judging players on how many All Star games they made. Now it's more about All NBA teams and stuff like that. But it's still on their resumes at the end of their careers. Yeah, I mean, I just think Damian Lillard's an all-star. Just going back to, like, the all-star discussion, what I don't like is how they took out the center voting. You can't vote for a center. front court, back court. Yeah, I don't understand that because then you have Pau Gasol. If it wasn't for an injury, I'm, it's slipping my mind, but he had to – he was a replacement for somebody and he yeah. wasn't in the all-star game until and Kemba Walker oh, it was didn't his make teammate. it either. It was his teammate Jimmy Kemba Butler Walker. that got hurt in the yeah. Easter Conference and right. then they threw Pau in there, but, like – I don't like how the All Star Game just did that, but that was just like in my head a quick little point. They got they got to get centers back in. the There's boat. always gonna yeah. be snubs, like you said. Yeah, there's Kemba. Kemba. I mean, he's been having just an amazing he year, has, and he's yeah. showing it again for this little. They're on a nice little stretch right now. They're also, Reggie up. Jackson on on Detroit. I yeah. he, I think he's done a great job in Detroit. Yeah. Reggie Jackson. He played very well the other night, actually against Damian Lillard in yeah. Portland. So th- there's I mean, always gonna be guys that, are, that right. Don't and Detroit's fighting it. for that playoff spot. I mean, they're yeah. half a game out behind Chicago right now, or eight. It'll be interesting with there, but yeah. So back to the Blazers Warriors, just real quick. That's the game on Friday that I'm really looking at. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I have so much fun watching the Blazers. It's tough because, as you guys said, I'm a Jazz fan, <laughs> and watching 
the Blazers really just take over that bottom chunk of the uh, the Western Conference is tough. That backcourt is yeah. quick. Yeah, quick note about um, the Blazers is the f- most improved player of the year is C.J. McCollum. Yeah, I think with I agree 100. percent But he He's played great 20. in the playoffs last year, didn't he? I mean, he was solid, yeah, but they were, yeah, because yeah, Aflalo ended he's up getting, getting hurt after now. they traded for him. Yeah, now he's getting minutes because he only averaged like seven per game last yeah. year, and now he's dropping twenty per game. Yeah, he's, he's I shooting think he's great. definitely a most improved. Yeah, and that's the guy I would pick. Yeah, because yeah. we're Although, getting to that like, point where we have to think about that. Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. like, how is this guy like averaging twenty plus? Like this, I feel yeah. like this guy is still the the guy out of Marquette who like <laughs> could only play defense, and yeah. he's averaging twenty plus. Well, that's the same thing, same idea you have with Jay Crowder. He's not averaging twenty, Crowder, but he's too? like he's been incredible. He's another guy you'd have in that MIP conversation because he's really made a huge jump this year yeah and I, I like him a lot it's definitely been an interesting season um unfortunately for the Knicks it's been more the same <laughs> right yep sadly and the Nets. yeah <laughs> yeah unfortunately the New York team's not quite there but hopefully that'll change within the next couple of years and there'll be some great basketball here in the city of New York you know once once more but uh before we get out of here you guys have any final thoughts you want, want to get in before we uh before we bounce uh, I guess Tony Roden is a guy we didn't mention, but oh, yeah, that's right. the Knicks are uh, expected to f- sign him. Uh, that's what's been reported uh, to a, I think, two years, two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, no, gu- I don't think there's really any guarantees. Uh, Which is a smart move. He's a guy, I mean, he could help you. I mean, it's a good insurance. You were talking before the podcast about yeah. it's a nice insurance to have if you— I mean, I guess— uh, you know, if you could develop him on the bench, maybe let him learn the triangle offense that they're so set on. Uh, maybe next year, you know, he's insurance in, in case they don't get a guy like Rondo or Conley. I liked Roden at Washington uh, when he was in, in yeah. college. He was a first round draft yep. pick, and he's got a lot of talent. Six foot six point guard who can get to the yeah. basket. But uh, yeah, he he was stuck on Philly when they were not very good, yeah. and he but he, was, well, he put up good minutes. Yeah. yeah, I mean he he was he was playing very well but, in those minutes. He was a great fantasy player yeah. for anybody who's <laughs> in fantasy like I am. Yeah, but yeah, I mean partially torn a, ACL though. Yeah, the partially torn ACL is tough. You got to rehab that. But I think no guarantees. He's just a good guy to bring in. Yeah, why not? But then again, they love. Ramba said, "Well, he's a guy who can break down the defense. You know, what, what get to the basket. Well, why aren't you playing Jerry and Grant?" Right. Uh, not that I'm I, a I just huge Jaron Grant. I'm not that I'm against Jaron Grant, but I'm not saying he's the next. I don't know Derrick Rose or whatever. He's why not give him minutes? Um, Speaking of not getting him minutes, is the Jimmer experiment? Um, <laughs> yeah, they got. They oh, should have gave man. him another shot. Yeah, but. I'm glad we came full circle back to the Knicks, and we're talking a little about, bit about this again. Jimmer, it, it doesn't really make any sense not to give him, you know, at least one more ten. It is. Day. Uh, it just makes too much sense, and the Knicks, right. is, the Knicks don't do things that are logical. So right. think of what's logical and do the opposite. That's what the Knicks usually I've do. I've been um I've been the B reporter for Westchester Knicks this year, and um the first game back for Jimmer, I actually asked him. I was like, "Do you think they gave you a fair shot?" And like the professional he is, you already know the the type of answer he already gave. He's like, "Yeah, they gave me a shot, and I'm happy with it, and I'll be glad to come up and do it again." But yeah. in my opinion, it's. They should have played him more, but you know I what? agree. But they didn't. They and he, didn't give I mean, him a fair shot. yeah, they didn't give him a fair <laughs> shot. I mean, he, he you know pl- tried hard in practice. He was working hard, but it just you know didn't quite work out as they they'd hoped, I guess. And they don't go back to him. I will talk. You brought up Jaron Grant, and I think he's a guy. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever not to be playing him doesn't right make now. Any sense. You got. I mean, Calderon. I mean, Langston Galloway. Like, okay, you can get give him a lot. Give him a good number of minutes. But I think it makes sense to have Jaron Grant playing, yeah. and it, it's tough. Like I said, it makes too much sense. It makes too much sense, yeah. So it's going the other way. But, all right, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Tyler, for your air. Christian Goey, Matt Breen behind the glass. I'm Kevin Kelly. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on next week uh, on Tuesday, posting around the same time. Uh, so have a great week. Hey, I'm a basketball fool, got a little tiny hoop, cold,